Good morning and welcome to Life Point. Thank you once again for joining us. We meet each one of you and we are excited that soon we're going to be together again in the building. My name is Nicholas, one of the pastors here at Life Point. And if there is anything that we can do for you, please let us know. A good way to connect with us is going to lifepointfc.com forward slash connect. So today we will continue this amazing series, Unshakable. Pastor Alex has been doing an amazing job teaching in the book of Daniel and how Daniel and his friends have been tested in all kinds of ways. When everything seems to come against you, when life hits you, in God we can still remain unshakable. I'm going to invite you to go to God in prayer this morning. So, uh, Father God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you because you know everything and you knew that this was the right time, the right season to preach and to remember that in the midst of everything, we can trust you. you we are not alone. You are with us and we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. Father, I ask you that you can take control of our heart and mind. Holy Spirit, this is your people. This is your place. Do what you want to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, we will be reading today in Daniel chapter 4. And it's about a test. I would say it's a test that... Every single one of us would like to be tested in. And guess what it is? Can you guess what kind of test it is? It's the, it's the test of success. Can you repeat that word with me? Success. Or maybe write it down in the chat. Success. Anyone, anyone here would like to have a little more success in life? Success could mean a number of things. For some people, it could be promotion. For some people, success could be influence. For some people, health. For some people, more money. For other people, house, a car, maybe having a family, or uh, more likes, followers. Or for me, in my case, when, when I was a child, success meant just to be able to eat breakfast with cereal every morning and be able to wear pigeons, which never happened. We were poor, but... You know, for other people, success means being able to get good things. And talking about good things, let me tell you the story about a person that was tested with success. And this, there was a lady rushing to a very important appointment. And she was, while she was approaching to the place, she was just praying and thinking, oh God, I don't want to miss this appointment. Hopefully I can make it on time. And, you know, when she got to that place, guess what happened? Maybe the same thing that happened to you and to me when we are in the situation like this. The parking lot was full. There was no place for her to park. So she was driving around, looking at her watch. And then she remembered, like, she's, she was a Christian. And she remembered that she could pray God. And she prayed, God, please, please help me to find a good parking spot. Then, just right after she finished that prayer, like it was straight from heaven, a car that was parked in the front was backing out. So she pushed the pedal and she was 
to find that parking spot to get it. And then she said, God, never mind. I myself just found a good parking spot. So the title of today's sermons is When God Tests You with Success. When God Tests You with Success. So for a better understanding, before going to chapter 4, let's read one verse in Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. That God controlled the course of the world events. He removed kings and he, had, and he set up other kings. Which this, this, is, this is the meaning of this. You know, we're going to see how King Nebuchadnezzar is tested. So every single one of us are going to be tested in life. Whether you're Christian or not, whether you believe in God or not, you're going to be tested at this king. So we will focus today in this Nebuchadnezzar. Let me say in Spanish, Nabucodonosor. Can you say that in Spanish? Can, 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 can I just say Nabu? Kind of like Spanglish, you know. Is it okay with you guys? Well, him, the bad king, you know, Nabu. So, with this being said, God set king and God removed king. Let's go to Daniel chapter 4, verse 4. This is Nabu talking. And he said, I... Nabu was living in my palace in comfort and prosperity. I want you to, to, to know something, and I want to be clear on this. There's nothing bad against succeed, succeeding. You know, God wants you to be successful. He has promised you to bless you and to prosper you. But the question is, what are you going to do when the blessing that God's giving you, how are you going to respond when you have a big, enormous blessing from God? So today, we're going to learn some practical principles about how to handle success. And we're going to learn from the life of this king, Nabu. I personally remember at one time of my life praying and asking God in different occasions to give me the best of the best sermon ever. You know, I wanted to preach like nobody else. I wanted to preach and people can come to Jesus. And, you know, and I used to say to God, it's not for me to be famous. I want people to know you. So help me to do my best. And, you know, and at one point I felt like God told me, Nicholas, just keep seeking my kingdom. Just forget about that and keep seeking my kingdom. And I will give you enough so you can handle it. And then I said, Amen, Lord, just give life points so much love for me. So, okay, let's keep reading a little more on chapter 4, you know, to see more the life of Nabu. So, in two points, I want to tell you what gets us in trouble with success. And number one, we get so comfortable and pray success. So, let's jump to verse 30, Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. As he looked out across the city, he said, Look at this great city of Babylon. By my almighty power, I have built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. So now he was so comfortable with success that everything that he had and he was, you know, everything was about him and what he had done. His glory, his royalty, 
and his splendor. Do you know that people fail more when they are tested by success than with suffering? People fail more when they are tested with success than suffering. Do you know that the hardest test that you can go through is when everything goes so well in your life? And the reason is because when you go to, through a bad season, you know, you want to get close to God, you pray more, you worship more, you read the word more, you know, you even fast because you need His help. But when everything is so well, you know, sometimes we forget to give God the glory. And then, you know, this is when we fail. But look what Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, pride is the first step toward destruction. Proud thoughts will lead you to defeat. So let me give you an example. My boys, I had two boys, one is nine, one is six, and they were wanting and asking almost every day for a Nintendo Switch. You know, we used to get together at nine and they, and they lead prayers some, some nights, and, you know, they used to say, please, God, give me a Nintendo Switch. You know, I don't want a Nintendo 3DS, that's too cheap. We want a Nintendo Switch. And, you know, and I know some parents might, may relate with me on this. And, you know, when they pray that way, I remember Luke. Lucy and I, you know, making eye contact and like, man, and we felt like God was passing that prayer to us. You know, some, sometimes you are the answer to somebody else's prayer. So that's what, they, what we felt. And, you know, and I guess God, you know, thought like we were taking so long to answer that prayer. So he finally, you know, touched my uh, sister heart and she gave it to them. And they were so happy and they were playing for hours and hours. And I noticed something that if I don't put the timer or a control on the time they use it, this Nintendo that they pray for will separate us. I heard once that success and criticisms are like a bubble gum. You can chew it, but don't swallow it because both of them will harm you. So, number two, what gets us in trouble with success? Number two says, we tend to ignore the warning signs. We tend to ignore the warning signs. So, let's go back to the story. You know, King Nabu had a warning sign from God when God was telling, hey, Nabu, you know, there's some stuff in your life that are not right. You know, you're so prideful. And, and, and God revealed to him in a dream. And let's read about the dream in uh, Daniel chapter 4, verse 10 to 14. I saw a large tree in the middle of the earth. The tree grew very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. I had... It had fresh green leaves, and it was loaded with the fruit of all to eat, while animals lived in the shade, and birds nested in its branches. All the world was fed from this tree. Then, as I lay there dreaming, I saw a messenger, Holy One, coming down from heaven. The messenger shouted, Cut down the tree and lop off its branches. Shake off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Chase the wild animal from its shade 
and the birds from its branches. So we're gonna see something in here. You know, let's remember that the, this king, Nabu, was a real mean king, very powerful, very prideful. But after this dream, he was anxious. You know, he was scared. He was nervous. You know, he was trying to find Daniel to reveal the meaning of the dream. And I guess he thought about Daniel because if, if you remember, Daniel interpreted him a dream in the chapter before. So Daniel came to him and Daniel told him about the meaning of the dream. But not only that, but Daniel gave him an advice and telling King Nabu, God is giving you some warning signs. Please take my advice. And look chapter 4, verse 27. King Nabu, please upset my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to prosper. There are three types of people. The first type of people are the people that learn from their own mistakes, which is good. You know, you fall, just get up and learn from their own mistake. How many of you think like this is a good type of people, the people that they fall and they get up and they learn from their mistake and they don't do it anymore? But there's a second kind of people, those that don't learn from their own mistakes, but they learn from somebody else's mistakes. You know, they see a person that fall in that hole and they say, man, I'm going to change my direction. I don't want to go through that pain. So there's a first type of people learn from their own mistakes. This type of people learn from somebody else's mistakes. But there's a third kind of people that take my attention. You know what it is? And this is the kind of people that learn from God's advice. God's advice is enough for them. They don't have to go through the trouble. They don't have to learn from somebody else. God's voice is enough for them. They say, man, I want to obey God with all my heart. I want to love what God's love. And I want to rebuke what he rebukes. Look, look what Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of the true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Daniel was a prophet, and while he was next to King Nabu, revealing the dream, Daniel's advice came straight from God to him. God was giving him one insight for him to change his path. You know, and it's the same way that God does for us. God says, first of all, stop sinning, do what is right, leave the past behind, and be merciful. So God's word and his commandments were written for you and I. So they are so simple, simple enough, so you can listen, so we can understand them, and we can take action on them. The warning signs from God, we need to pay attention but it's interesting that Nabu heard all of that, and on many of us, he didn't take action. He didn't take the advice. He kept pushing the pedal. He kept 
embracing temptation. He didn't see the danger. He ignored the warning signs. He didn't want to see the red flags or the red lights. And while all this was happening, verse 28 says, But all these things, they happened to King Nabu. Twelve months later, he was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. As he looked out of the crowd across the city, he said, Look at this great city of Babylon. By my own mighty power, I have built this beautiful city as my royal residence to this place, my majestic splendor. The truth is that God waited patiently for 12 months for him to repent and to change his direction, to let the, you know, the pride up to the side and kind of like get his heart straight with God. So this is, you know, this is one of our biggest problems with success. When we are succeeding, we think that we earn it, that we deserve it, that we are worthy of it. Pride breaks God's heart. Among other things, pride is God repellent. Let's read verse 33 in Daniel chapter 4. That same hour, the judgment was fulfilled, and Nabu was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow, and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was as long as eagle feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. God's grace is endless and always be enough, but just don't play with it. Everything has a time on earth. Look at this picture. This is probably how he could look like after being in the top, after being the great King Nabu. You know, at that moment, he not only lost his control, his power, influence, but he lost his mind and he ended up homeless and living like an animal. So now what? What can we learn from Nabu's life and from this situation? The guy that was on the top and now he's hitting bottom. So let me wrap this up, just giving you two takeaways. What can we do when we hit a rock bottom? Number one, look up to God. Don't let the ego and pride take control over you. When God blesses you, recognize Him and turn back to Him. That's what Nabu did after seven years of living in that situation. He had to go through that situation, living like animals, so he can recognize God. Let's see what verse 34 says. After this time had passed, I, Nabu, looked up to heaven, and my sanity returned. Don't look for answers around you or in somebody. Keep your focus on God. Seek His presence, making you priority every morning and night. Keep yourself so busy doing what is good, what pleases God, so you don't have time to water roots of pride in your life. So, number two, what can we do when we hit rock bottom? Just like Nabu did. Always replace 
pride with praise. Always replace pride with praise. Any blessing that we don't turn back to God in praise, it turns into pride. The Bible says like God opposes to the proud. The good news is that God gives grace to the humble. Just as pride disgusts God, praise delights him. The final part of verse 34 says, You are about to see now a new king, a new man, a new Nabu. And this is exciting. Verse 34. And I praised and worshipped the Most High and honored the one who lived forever. His rule is everlasting and his kingdom is eternal. I... When, you, when I make myself the center, this is what we call pride. When you make God, Him, the center, that's what we call praise. So the best thing you can do in life is live to honor God with your talents, your finances, your service. Never stop honoring God with every success. So now let's go to God in prayer. I invite you to close your eyes wherever you are and let's pray. Father, this morning we want to look up to you and recognize you. Recognize you as the great one that you are. And if there is an area in my life that need to be honoring you, I want to surrender it to you. I will bring all to your feet. Father, all my success, all, all that I have accomplished, all what I have, all, all what I know, all what I am, is all for your glory. I want to say, like David used to say on Psalm 62:7, my victory, my honor, come from God alone. What I am, what I have, what I know, is all because of Him. Lord, I ask you that you can search our heart and forgive us and we if we give you honor and glory in everything that we have and we do help us to do that this morning you say that you need Jesus you need help from him I want you to accept him on your heart I'm going to invite you to repeat this prayer after me with all your heart Lord I don't understand everything but I do know that I need you. I open my heart and I ask you to forgive my sins. I recognize you as my Lord and Savior. From now on, I want to be your son or daughter. Thank you for loving me with everlasting love. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things. Amen. God bless you.